In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One of the, uh, one of the hardest things that we have to do as a priest is funerals. Funerals are not easy. Very, very difficult at times, especially with tragic situations, you know, young people passing away, trauma, things like that. It can be very, very difficult. And in the midst of those things, I mean, you, you sometimes, you don't know what to say. What are you really going to say to somebody? What are you really going to say that's going to just fix the situation? Nothing that you can say is going to bring that loved one back, right? Jesus, in the gospel today, is preparing his apostles for him to leave, for him to die. He's actually telling them that they're about to be traumatized. That they're about to experience the most horrific thing that ever happened in all of human history. God is going to be crucified. Their best friend who they've been following is going to disappear. They're no longer going to see him. Now, he says this, and then he says to them, don't let your hearts be troubled. Gee, thanks, Jesus, right? Why? Because he says the next thing, he says, because I'm going to prepare a place for you. St. Paul, in one of his letters, says that, that the suffering in this world, the suffering and the pain that we go through in this world, are nothing in comparison with the glory and the joy that God has prepared for us. So what you and I don't understand is that God, from the very beginning, desired man to be happy. God never wanted suffering and pain and even death for humanity. So in, those midst, in the midst of our suffering and our pain, we're, learning, we're turning to God and we're going, God, why? Like, what did you, like, why did you let this happen? What are you doing, God? And we're blaming God. What we don't understand is that God never wanted this in the first place. God never wanted cancer. God never wanted infant death. God never wanted any of this. It was humanity that rejected God's friendship. It was humanity that said, God, I got this on my own. I don't need you to be happy. I'm going to go, I'm going to go find happiness in my own way. And oftentimes, this is what we do, even until today. Humanity hasn't changed. We seek to grab and grasp our, 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 the joy or the fulfillment of our desires in our own way. And so we push away from God. What God wants is every single human being to be completely satisfied. You notice how in the heart of man, we've got all of these desires. We want to be happy. We want to be safe. We want safety. We want to be loved. We want to be affirmed. We want to be noticed. We want to be respected. We want all of these things. What we don't understand is that all of these things are not bad things. They're beautiful things, but sometimes we're going about it the wrong way. God wants us to be satisfied in Him because that's the way that He made us. 
That's the way that he designed us. Now, Jesus, to prove this to us, he endured all of the pain and suffering of all of humanity on the cross and opened up the gates of heaven so that you and I don't have to remain kind of kicked out of the Garden of Eden anymore. We can have a chance to be in that eternal joy and that eternal rest that he wanted and he still wants for each and every one of us. But do we believe that? Are we convinced that God wants that for us? Now, what is heaven even like? I mean, Jesus says that he goes to prepare a place for us. I mean, what is heaven actually going to be like? Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered, like, what are we going to be doing in heaven? Is heaven like, I'm trying to think of maybe the most beautiful place that I've ever seen. I don't know. I've never been to Hawaii. But people say, Hawaii is the most beautiful place on earth. Okay, is it like Hawaii where we're going to be like, having like the best pina colada that you could possibly have with Jesus? I don't know. I mean, what, what is it going to be like? What's heaven going to be like? Well, we don't know exactly. Heaven is, it's a spiritual place and it's also a physical place. Now, it's not a place that you can actually, you know, get on a plane and like, all right, Delta, you know, one-way ticket to heaven now, right? It's not like that. However, there is a physical dimension to heaven where every single human desire is completely satisfied. One time somebody asked me, Father, is there food? Like, is there good food in heaven? <laughs> like, do we get to eat good food in heaven? Um, no, there is no food in heaven because even the desire for good food is already completely satisfied in us. There is no longing for food. There is no hunger for anything because every single desire is already satisfied. Will we see our loved ones in heaven? We will. If our loved ones chose heaven and they are in heaven, then yes. We will know one another in heaven. There will be no mashakil, you know, family problems and, you know, this one said this and this one said that and this one didn't call me and this one didn't say Happy Easter and this and that. None of that in heaven. Whew, finally, right? In heaven, everybody's completely satisfied and in complete union with one another. There's beautiful friendship in heaven and we all know one another. People in heaven, do they miss us on earth? That's a big question I get all the time. Do people miss us on earth? I mean, are they sad in heaven because they're not with their families? Okay. You and I might be sad. But those who are in heaven lack nothing. They don't miss anything. And people, a lot of people say to me, Well, Father, my father didn't get to walk me down the aisle. He missed out. You know, you fill in the blank. This person was eight years old. They didn't get to get married. They didn't get to have all of these things. They didn't get to... One of my things... My grandma. My grandma used to cry because she wanted to go to the Holy Land. That was her number one, like, life's, you know, goal. Number one on her bucket list. I want to go to Holy Land. That was what she wanted. She never got to go to the Holy Land. Did my grandma miss out? Like, she didn't get to go to the Holy Land. Did she miss out on something? In a human way, yes, there is a loss. But for those who are in heaven, they feel no loss at all. There is no sadness in heaven. There is no pain in heaven. There is no longing for anything in heaven. Heaven is, is like being constantly overjoyed 
It's like, put it this way. Imagine all of the most joyful, most happy, most holy moments that you've ever had in life where you were completely content and at peace and joyful. Imagine all of those put together and it never ending. You know when you have an amazing day or you have an amazing week and then you're like, it's over. Like some people tell me, Father, my wedding night was the best night of my life, right? But then it ended and then all the problems started coming in, right? In heaven, it never ends. The peace, the euphoria. People get high today, right? People want to get high today because they want to experience euphoria. People want to travel the world because they want to see the most beautiful places in the world. People want to eat good food. People want to do all these things, but we don't realize all of that is to lead us to the eternal joy, not to the just temporary high or hit that we get here on earth. Because none of that ever satisfies us. We're always left still hungry for more. We go on vacation, we come back, we want to go see another place. We had a great meal, we want to go eat another meal. It never ends here on earth. This, This constant wanting, but in heaven, it's amazing. Because you're actually satisfied, but you want more of God in heaven. Now, what is really this, all of this joy, all of this amazing euphoria, what does it really come from? Is it seeing the beauty of heaven? Heaven's beautiful, there's no doubt. No beauty in this world can compare. Is it euphoric? Absolutely. However, what is it all rooted in? Where does it come from? The euphoria, the joy, the peace, the love of heaven is because of Jesus. Is because you and I, if and when we get to heaven, we will be able to look at the most beautiful face, the face of Jesus. And, and in looking upon God, the creator of the world, that is what fills our hearts with this just most amazing fulfillment and joy and euphoria. It's looking at Him. It's being able to see Him face to face. Do we want to see God face to face? My brothers and sisters, that has to be the number one goal of my life. Jesus, I want to see you face to face. Jesus, I want to see the blessed vision of God. Now, what we don't understand is that heaven is really going to be about God. All about God, being in God's presence forever. Looking at God and never getting enough, but getting enough at the same time. Learning more and more about God and it never ending, believe it or not. You can never encompass God. We'll be in heaven for all of eternity and for all of eternity we'll be learning something new about God. Because he's just that vast and amazing and beautiful and awesome and cool. That's God. Now, the, 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 this is really important. Not all of us will go to heaven. <gasps> what kind of God is this? Well, Jesus makes it very clear. The apostles asked, not in this gospel, they ask another gospel. They say, are those who are going to be going to heaven, are they going to be few? Are they going to be many? And Jesus says, very few are those who are going to choose the narrow gate and walk through the narrow path. Very few. Not because he doesn't want it, but because you and I don't want it enough. 
Now, becoming a saint is not easy, and we have to be saints in order to face God. I mean, how, who are we to think that we can have like all of this selfishness and this pride and this ego and the selfishness and the envy and the lust and the greed and the anger and we're just going to go and sit and hang out with God and like act like we ain't got nothing wrong with us, like we're all Mother Teresa. It doesn't work that way. How we live our life today says where we are going to live, go when we die. And that's why we have to be ready at all times. None of us knows when we're going to die. Because the state of being that I am in today, right now, if I die, that's the state of being I have chosen by my words and by my actions. And what we don't realize is that our words and actions have weight. They are very, very, very important. So how do I choose heaven? How do I tell God, God, I want to go to heaven? Well, guess what, guys? Guess what? I have the coolest news ever. Like, the coolest news ever. Guess what? You're already in heaven. How? Right here. On this altar. That's why we have these steps going all the way up. The steps are symbolizing this ascent. And the top part of this altar symbolizes, right now, symbolizes heaven. You and I, when we come to Mass, we are coming to heaven, and what we're telling God is, God, I choose heaven. I want heaven. And not only are we telling God we want heaven, but what we're also telling God is, God, I need heavenly food in order for me to become more heavenly. Because guess what? We're all sinners, and we all, we can suck at times being Christian, right? It's okay. So what does God do to help us? He gives us heavenly food to transform us, to take that broken part of us, that weakness, and transform us to become more heavenly, more like Him, so that you're not, you and I are not doing it on our own. He knows that you and I can't make, we can't make ourselves saints. So when we come to the altar, what we're telling God is, God, I choose heaven. God, make me more like you. I can't do it alone. When we don't come to Mass on Sundays, essentially what we're telling God is, God, I don't need you for salvation. I can save myself. God, I don't need heaven and I don't want heaven. What we're telling God is, God, my will be done, not yours. So it makes us think that if we've rejected heaven, that if we died that week, that we're just going to go to heaven because we opened the door for somebody because we were a nice person for two seconds. Heaven is relationship, my brothers and sisters. Heaven is love. Heaven is connection with God. And that's what God wants. So we have to begin heaven here on earth. We have to begin heaven when we receive the Eucharist and ask the Lord to just transform us from within so that we can little by little not just like become good people but really become saints so that we begin to live heaven not just when we, di we die but begin to live heaven here on earth and bring God's kingdom here on earth today. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.